Alright, hello, this is Becky Healy, and I will be discussing the topic of brain hacking. So, I know that we watched that video in class on this topic, but to be honest, it seemed to me to be pretty one-sided, and I would like to look at the other viewpoints and give my own opinion as well. So, just to recap, brain hacking is this idea that the creators and programmers behind social media platforms are designing their app to be addicting, so that people want to constantly check and log into these apps. And there are a couple ways of achieving this, one of these giving out abstract rewards, which is just some sort of notification that will give the user a sense of gratification. This could be a like, comment, a share, a new follower, or retweets, just basically anything that would make a person want to visit their app again. Over time, people tend to form a habit or routine of continually checking for these rewards. Another aspect of brain hacking is the timing of those rewards. As seen in the video, there is a software company called Dopamine Labs that specializes in designing programs that invoke some sort of neurological response. They have to understand the brain so they can then write code based on what causes a reaction in our brains. This is used to create algorithms that predict, predict the best times to give out those rewards based on when a user commonly interacts on social media platforms. Now, some people would argue that this in itself is unethical, that it's exploiting our natural brain chemistry to make us more susceptible to the nefarious ploys of the wicked programmers. Um, but in my opinion, I just see it more as just observations. It's a similar concept to television commercials, because if people aren't watching television at 4 in the morning, then why would somebody want to air a commercial then? If observations show that most people watch TV at 7 o'clock, then of course, they would want to air an ad then. Uh, the same concept applies to social media. If I have a pattern of checking social media at, let's say, 10 a.m., 3 p.m., and um, 7 p.m., then is there a point in sending out notification at 4 in the morning when I won't be checking social media anymore? The use of these algorithms is not evil or anything, it's just better catered to the user. Uh, either way, back to brain hacking as a whole, the question that really makes a difference in this scenario is whether or not all these features were created as a way to help or improve people's life, or just to ensure that a user is constantly checking into social media platforms. Um, it is important to remember that these companies, Instagram, Facebook, Center, Twitter, uh, are just that. They're companies that want to make money, and they make money through these advertisements. Other companies that pay to have their posts promoted. So, to keep these paying customers happy, the social media platforms would then want to ensure that lots and lots of people are checking in frequently, viewing all these ads. It's a direct relationship. The more time you spend on social media, the more ads you see. So this is where a lot of people find a moral fault in brain hacking, because if these social media platforms only make money when people check in frequently, then isn't the so-called brain hacking just a part of some giant money-making scheme? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. Because these are companies that want to earn a profit, but that does not make it unethical. I mean, a vacuum company, um, they want you to use the vacuum all the time, so that you'll buy more vacuums and tell everybody about how much you love your vacuum, and then the company earns profit from that. I mean, this is the same business... <coughs> this is the same basic business concept. The issue is, though, social media is such a new and expansive trend something so different from what we've ever seen before that we often forget to think of it as a business which it actually is 
I mean, those social media companies have just as much of a right to want to earn a profit as a vacuum manufacturer. And I have absolutely no idea why I decided to use vacuums as my example, but it's too late now. I already said it. Okay, um, moving on. I've been reading a lot of articles about this brain hacking, and many of those articles say that social media is as addictive as tobacco. Um, there was a study at California State University that found that this technology has an effect on anxiety levels. Uh, that is, every time you put down your phone, the brain produces a hormone called cortisol, which can contribute to feelings of anxiety. The only way to then cure this anxiety would be to once again check your phone, which would subsequently result in the release of dopamine in the brain. However, there is a very important distinction between tobacco and social media that I fear has been ignored. Um, addictive drugs like tobacco contain actual chemical compounds that when ingested alter the brain receptors to create to, um, to create this artificial sense of pleasure. Mind you, if it weren't for those chemicals, people would not develop this dependency on tobacco because they would not gain any pleasure from it. But every time you log into Snapchat, it's not like they're pumping your lungs full of chemicals to suddenly make you feel happy. I mean, whenever you log into Snapchat, the brain naturally releases dopamine because people actually enjoy those apps. People use Snapchat consistently because they think it's a fun app to use. Tobacco users become addicted as a result of those strange chemical formulas. Social media companies, they aren't hacking into people's brains, they just create a a pro they just create a product that people naturally like and want to use. Um, personally, I don't really consider myself to be obsessed with or addicted to social media. I do have Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter, but the only reason why I have Facebook and Twitter is because of this class. Uh, I rarely ever use Snapchat, and I check Instagram maybe once a day, if that. So, granted, I may be biased in this evaluation, but I do consider myself to be relatively detached from this issue. However, I do notice a lot of other people who are constantly on social media, but I maintain that if people can make a choice and control whether or not they addict to these apps, because social media is it's just used for wasting time and procrastination. But this isn't anything new, though. People have always found ways to distract themselves, whether it be playing a video game or, I don't know, just staring at a wall even. Um, social media just happens to be a really great time waster and a really convenient one with interesting content. The reason why it's so widespread, widespread and used so often is because it's always changing and there's always new content to see, new content to find. So it maintains our attention for longer, but not as a result of any quote-unquote brain hacking. These social media companies are not forcing people to check into those apps, not making up fake likes or comments just to get people to log in. They're not pumping people full of chemicals to alter their brain chemistry. They just create products that people really enjoy and can enjoy for a certain period of time because they are constantly changing and evolving. And so I see nothing unethical about this practice. Alrighty, so I hope that wasn't too overwhelming, and thank you for listening. Goodbye.